New York. <laughs> Unique New York. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> the arsonist has oddly shaped feet. <laughs> the human torch was denied a bank loan. I've never heard that one. Yeah, you have. You've seen Anchorman. Oh, okay. Oh my God, it's happening! What is up, guys? Hi, it's uh, Julie and... David. Whoa! <laughs> what are we doing? Did they already listen to our voices? Uh, I think we... Let's, uh, we'll play the intro before this. Or should we play the intro now? Let's do it now. Let's do it right now. Pew! Hey, I'm Julie. And I'm David. And we're fitness and nutrition coaches who want to give you a buttload of nuanced knowledge so you can make informed choices, feel confident, and live healthful, action-packed lives on your own terms. In a world saturated with fad diets and fear-mongering, we mix science, real science, not flashy influencer pseudoscience, and sociology to help you embrace your humanness and find balance and health in a fashion that only promotes joy, freedom, and happiness. We work with all kinds, from youth athletes to grandparents, and encourage everyone to get curious about themselves and make choices that feel great, or to stop setting goals and to actually start living them. Your needs are unique, and probably not all episodes are for all people. We'll try and specify beforehand. So, if you are sick of feeling confused, unmotivated, or lost when it comes to fitness and nutrition, let this be your last fitness and nutrition podcast. Or, maybe you're getting started on a fitness journey to build strength, endurance, or improve your athleticism. And we're here to help. So let's start. Being Being human. Through through fitness fitness and and nutrition. nutrition. exciting <laughs> anyways guys we're making a podcast we've made a podcast we've made a co- we've made a podcast we've been working on a podcast we're you know maybe a month behind where we wanted to be but you know life happens it's things do good. happen so this is really cool why why are we doing this david because we wanted to help people duh we want to help people that's actually a very loaded question well the idea came to us so David is a co-owner of a CrossFit gym. We are both coaches there. I coach nutrition. David coaches nutrition. Um, We love what we do. I think it's not always what people quite think it is. So this will be a fun little inside to, you know, some good stuff. But we were just going to do like three episodes to chit-chat nutrition, get people in the gym excited about you know, having conversations about how to fuel well for performance or just for life or for health. But the war we kind of tried to boil it down to three episodes, I was like, there's so much to talk about. And it really is um, a really kind of complex and nuanced topic. On one hand, nutrition can be really, really simple. And that's what we're hoping to uh, inspire in other people to like, let it be that and um, to empower you to make great choices. But there's also, it can be a little bit complex because people are different. So we love talking about this stuff. Uh, we think that nutrition and fitness is really important to overall health and can greatly improve our quality of life. So yeah, we're stoked. <laughs> we are stoked. Uh, this is also a, um, a little bit of a brainchild of Julie's and I's, Julie's and I's? Julie and Julie's and I's. I think I said it right. Uh, late night conversations that we'll have... Uh, where we either talking about someone specific or something specifically we've seen on social media. Um, and uh, it might frustrate us or anger us, or, I mean, it might get us to the point that we feel like close to sobbing because of the way that people are treated uh, or the way that they're confused with the messages that they get online. Um, and we wanted to have a more in-depth conversation where we kind of invited you into those conversations so that yeah. you could kind of hear our thoughts. Absolutely. And so... 
Um, it's a little scary to make content like this just because even as coaches and as science, you know, moves and time moves, we're always learning and progressing. And so... And that's actually going to be something that we talk about. And that's going to be something that we're talking about. So that always scares me in terms of making content. There's, I look back at stuff I made a year and a half ago and I'm like, oh, I would have worded that differently. Or maybe I don't feel quite that way anymore. But that's part of it is just kind of accepting like, hey, we learn and we grow and that's cool. This, this podcast will be a, a living podcast, if you will. So in the world of like documentation, configuration management, which is super boring and I won't get into, but there's Thanks. this concept that like uh, some documents that you create are never finished. You can continually update them. And that's kind of where this podcast is going to live. We're going to give you the best information that we know. Yeah. Uh, we're going to give you our opinions as they currently stand. But the beautiful thing, like what Julie said, is that we have the ability to and, and can have and will change our opinions on some of these things. And if and when that happens, we will give you that information as we know it. Totally. And I think that kind of segues to, even though we are coaches, we don't necessarily view ourselves as like the experts. <laughs> um, I don't have a degree in, I'm, you know, I'm not actually a registered dietitian or nutritionist. Neither of us are. Neither of us are. Um, we do have plenty of certifications, which we can chat about. That actually would be a really great mini-sode maybe to do about what kind of certifications there are. And, and what why, does, why, why, we, why we did them. Or what do they even mean. Um, but what we do is that we do listen to experts and scientists, and we kind of take all that information, muddle it down into a way to propose to clients, you know, practical health-focused habits that encourage them to be in charge of their own journey. We don't actually tell people what to do. We don't make meal plans. and We have in the past. We we have in the past. That's actually true. But right now, that's not really where we go. We And to, technically, we we can't because yeah. we're not dietitians. And now we're not dietitians. The, in the, in the, in the uh, state of Missouri, that's not allowed. So yeah. one of the things that we, <laughs> we don't do is, is write meal plans, but a lot more than, than the, the re- regulation surrounding it is it's not, as, oh, it's not a very um, – meaningful or change-worthy method of providing nutrition advice. And so that's something that we have kind of moved away from. But these are the types of things that we wanted to talk about with you guys. Maybe it's like somebody is like, I don't understand. Why don't you guys give meal plans? And now we have a forum where we can talk about these things. Yeah. And one of the reasons fitness and nutrition can feel so confusing is because every person is so different. Their genetics are different. Their life is different. Their preferences are different. You know, some people are in their 60s and they're empty nesters. Some people are, you know, working parents with four children. So we don't actually ever tell people what to do. We encourage them to be the master of their own choices. And we say, hey, maybe try this out. How did that feel? And um, there's no such thing as perfection. We'll say that 10,000 times. The closest thing to perfection is just making health-centered choices more often than not and continuing to make those choices. Continuing to make those choices and feeling really good and confident in, you know, your choices and even how you feel about yourself and in the foods that you eat and having a healthy balanced relationship with all of that business. Um, so I think that it's probably a good time to talk a little bit about our background. Um, uh like Julie said, I'm a co-owner of a CrossFit gym. Uh, I got into health and fitness, if you will. I'm probably, we just call it fitness because it wasn't really health at that point. Um, from an aesthetics background, getting into the bodybuilding component. I was a, I've been a s- smaller, scrawnier, hard gainer since I was a kid. Um, graduated high school um, at the heaviest I'd ever been at that point and was very still uh, relatively underweight for my height. Um and uh, that, I guess, has gave me a complex that I felt like I needed to put on weight. I needed to put on muscle. And my, my hard gainer self, probably not eating enough, uh, 
turned to weightlifting, turned to bodybuilding. Um, and at that point it was following, you know, guys like, um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's or, um, Dorian Yates or Ronnie Coleman's workout plans who, in, in case you're curious of my, my views on that now, I would definitely do that differently if I could go back and do it again, <laughs> because 145 pound David had no right to follow the the muscle building plan that 270 pound Ronnie Coleman was after 30 years of training or whatever he had. So that's where I started. Uh, and then I kind of graduated to caring more about strength training. So that's where I got into like the powerlifting, power building type of mentality. That was much more valuable for me um, from a standpoint of I started thinking more about what I was capable of doing in the gym as opposed to the you know quality of my bicep contraction or whatever it might be. Um, focusing on how much I could squat, how much I could deadlift, how much I could press over my head, how much I could bench press. And the, the powerlifting mentality has, has stayed with me. I, I, I still enjoy that as a sport. Um, typically, if I try to simplify my training, that's where it kind of comes back to. And um, it's something that I love is, is getting stronger. It's cool because I like to see um, your ability to change over time. Uh, and, and strength training is one of those cool things that you can start at a a lower strength level and you can see yourself literally get stronger over a period of three months, six months, 12 months. For me, it's been 17 years now. Yeah. Um, Why do you like to help people now? Yeah, for sure. The, uh, my, my passion is really to help people remove limiting narratives. So I think that is a lot of times people, um, put themselves, tie themselves in a corner or put themselves in a corner or, or, or put themselves in a box that says, I can't do this thing. Um, when they may really want to do that thing. Um, and so my, passion is to really whittle away or, or burn away whatever somebody doesn't d- doesn't believe they can do and help them see a direction towards growth or towards towards um, getting them where they want to be. Um, so for instance, if you say, I don't want to lift XYZ amount of weight, that's perfectly fine if you truly don't want to do that. But if you say that because you don't think that you can, mm. then I think that's a distinction that I want to help somebody make. If you want to try and do something like pull-ups, that's the one that almost always comes up is I want to be able to do a pull-up, but I just can't. I mean, do you want to do a pull-up? Because if you want to do a pull-up, we can start moving our way there. You can. Um, and I am a very growth-minded, growth-oriented person. I like learning. I like the concept of growing and the concept of you're a different you than you were fi- five minutes ago, five years ago, yeah. 15 years ago. Um, and I like to help people um, experience what that change and that empowerment feels like. Nice. How about you, Julie? Me? Oh, God. Um, well, it's been quite a journey, right? This will be the SparkNotes version. I love coaching and where I am today, specifically nutrition. I mean, yes, we'll talk about strength stuff. I love to exercise and I love lifting weights, but I do what I do because if I had to name like the top five best things to ever happen to me in my entire life uh, or that were the most informative or just changed my life for the better, you know, one of them would be just like being born to loving parents in the suburbs. (laughs) meeting my husband, you know, pursuing acting. And literally in my top five is also having a healthy relationship to food and understanding the science of it really helped clear up some of those misconceptions and like harmful narratives I had and just have a better relationship to myself and my body. Um, Every single time I sit down to eat something delicious, still today I'm like, oh my God, this is so delicious. And I'm so glad I can just eat it and enjoy it and live my life. Anyways, so growing up, I uh, I didn't do sports or anything. I was an actress. I went to school for musical theater. I learned, I started dancing in college, which is incredibly late. And I definitely had conditional, you know, love and some really awesome body image issues that were super common in the early 2000s. Still are. 
Still are, still are, absolutely. Um, it's gotten a little better, uh, but I call them my special K years <laughs> or the elliptical years because that was really the only context I had was just like, oh, yeah, you go on the elliptical and you eat special K, <laughs> which is funny. Um, but I have so much love for that girl. She uh, she really meant well. Anyways, I also was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis at age 18, which is I'll go into a little more details probably in a walk and talk. Ooh, we don't even know what that is yet. We'll get there. Uh, anyways, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis at age 18, which also plays into my health story later in life. Um, in 2013, I met this cute coworker, and his name was David Pope. Hey, that's me. Yeah, and he loved lifting things. And as we were like not even dating, uh, he taught me how to back squat in his basement. And that was the first time I'd ever lifted a weight in my life. I back squatted 85 pounds for five reps five times, and I could not walk. <laughs> Anyways, even then, uh, we just played together as we were dating about like diets and macros, and we were definitely aesthetics, you know, focused which is not good nor bad, just different than we are today. I found CrossFit uh, after David got certified in CrossFit, and that was when I realized that exercise could be fun. I enjoyed it. It wasn't really so much about the aesthetics anymore. It was a, a tad, but it was more just showing up, having community. Um, I'm naturally a bit athletic, which was just kind of a lucky genetic draw, and it's really fun to acquire new skills and try things. And even my relationship to CrossFit has kind of helped me better my relationship to dancing and singing because it's something I can just approach with um, kind of a curious mind and uh, self-love. Um, anyways, still had some pretty crappy food narratives in my brain. I got certified in CrossFit, loved it. Had some minor health things arise in like 2018, and I kind of fell, fell down this wormhole of functional medicine, which is its kind of own beast and... Um, Give us some examples of what functional medicine is. It's it's basically people saying that like, hey, well, the, the good side of it is that they're saying, hey, the way that we eat plays a big effect on our health. Which, which is true. Which is true. <laughs> the downside of it is that it can be incredibly restrictive, fear-mongery. Which we'll, which we'll get into. Which we'll get into that. But anyways, I don't regret those years because I think I've learned so much from it. Um, but the biggest thing was that the, the pro to come out of all of that is that I learned that food actually can affect our health. I literally hadn't, in high school, I didn't really think about it that way. <laughs> I only thought about it in terms of just like surviving and like trying to get skinny on that special K. <laughs> oh God. So uh, I don't know, fast forward to 2020, there was a pandemic. I moved back home and uh, started working at the CrossFit gym. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get certified in nutrition. I'm going to actually learn the skills to back up what I'm so passionate about. And I got certified through Precision Nutrition, which I adore. It's science-based, habit-driven, whole health-focused, empathetic uh, coaching. And it's to me, feels like it's very rooted in humanity. Like, why do we do what we do? How do we really feel? Um, and so that was huge for me. And ever since then, I feel like I've just learned a little bit more every day. And I do lots of different things for health. I love to lift weights. I love to do CrossFit. I dance. I like to just go on walks. I also love to just rest when I need to. And I have a really, I feel like the past two years have been just really balanced and lovely and I feel great and I get to help people feel great. I love coaching. My clients are so awesome. Every single person is different. 
And um, it's just fun to, you know, help some people bust some of those narratives that aren't helping them and realize that they can take initiative with their health and make small changes consistently and have really wonderful results. And the results aren't even like what people would think they are. A lot of times it's just having more mental space in their day or having more energy, better digestion, getting better sleep, um, better overall quality of life is usually what we're shooting for, regardless of the person's individual goals. And, and the interesting thing about each one of those things you just mentioned is that each, I, I think of those as kind of like drops in a bucket. When those drops miss the bucket, we tend to feel worse. We tend to be more crabby. We tend to have higher stress. But those little drops falling in the bucket, we get to collect those things. And, and, and over time, you collect enough of them, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I haven't felt this way in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's brilliant. And that's a lovely, lovely thing. So, um, by the way, also, uh, Julie just crushed me in terms of her, uh, in terms of her background. No, uh, what? It's not a contest. No, she just was much more thorough. I talked about liking bodybuilding. So thank you, Julie. That was wonderful. There's nothing wrong with liking bodybuilding. <laughs> I don't necessarily love it anymore, but that was, that was where I started and that's what I thought we were doing. But now I know what we were going for and do it was great. Amend? Do you want to amend anything? Uh, no, I'll do, I'll, we'll do it along the way. I okay. think that it's a, I think it's a good, um, a good uh, good time to segue into kind of what we're looking to cover in this podcast. Where we're starting is um, with some some common themes that we typically see in the social media space. Um, you know, whether they be the, the things that grab headlines, that then get they get posted, they get reposted. Um, things that we hear, whether it's you are at a um, an audition or a rehearsal and you overhear people talking or somebody comes up and, he and hears that I'm a nutrition coach and they say, oh, well, what about this thing that they read or this th or another thing that they've heard from, you know, the hearsay, the whatever it might be. And, and what, what we wanted to do is kind of, not, it's not really dissuading rumors, but it's kind of just giving you guys some, some ammunition or some empowerment to help you, if you see these things or hear these things, have a little bit more of a level head huh, surrounding yeah. them. Would you agree with that? Totally. Yeah, I think that that's this are these are kind of just like little you know themes that will probably resurrect themselves in the, our upcoming episodes. But our goal is always to make our clients or our listeners feel empowered in their knowledge, empowered in their own choices, and grounded, and just confident in your your fitness journey and mostly your life, life which is your also life. which is also another way of saying your fitness journey right like cause, <laughs> right because yeah. you don't have a choice not to have a body unfortunately yeah. <laughs> um so the, the first one you, you're covering this one okay so first off we were just gonna say that hey as you're scrolling on the internet or learning or talking to your you know great aunt betty <laughs> um in general or hey even just at the grocery store looking at the magazines and the checkout is that oh men's health that was what that men's was health no, not Men's Health. Muscle, muscle and oh. Fitness, all those guys. Those were definitely the ones that I was reading when I was oh. in high school. Anyway, sorry. Nice. Anyways, um, in general, fear sells. It's a it's a sexy uh, clickbait, right? Like it's it, your brain latches onto these things. Yeah, and we live in a time where engagement equals profit. So you see a lot of trash on the internet. And I mean, there's certain things where it's like, a cultural revolution, maybe like a Gwyneth Paltrow. And I'm like, do I repost it? And I'm like, I'm not. I'm literally not going to do it because that's kind of what they're going for. But our brains are hardwired to protect us. Can you think of a, can you think of a, uh, like a one you've seen recently where it was like, just like totally, um, like, like mining somebody's fear? Like, oh gosh, well everything, I mean, there's definitely been like 
resurrecting trends. There's always something. Just, I mean, just just one that they can hear and like. The big one now is like blood sugar, blood sugar spikes. Where if you're yeah. a diabetic, that's yes, incredibly important. We'll get to this. I think we're gonna do a whole session on. Um, I call, I thought of it. Bastardization. Wait, boogeyman bastardization, hmm. <laughs> where we take something that's got like a little bit of science and they blow it to a place that makes no more sense. The and first one that really comes to mind for me. So Julie and I are both basically 90s babies i was born in the 80s she was born in the 90s but like the low fat low fat sure everybody was afraid of fat growing up and now like it's m- carbs margarine. right yeah and then low carbs and then it's it's a it's it a lot of these things are cyclical in nature it's very similar to fashion where something goes away and then it comes back but the trend is that it's there's always uh your brain is going to be hardwired to to latch on to those things that are that are fearful or that oh my god if you don't do this yeah you will never see benefits or you'll never lose weight or you'll die or whatever it might be. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have more episodes on that. But in general, unless you have uh, an allergy or an intolerance, every food is safe to eat. All foods are safe to eat. There's no need to be scared. And there's also no need to have fear when we go to the barbecue that we're going to make a choice that's bad for us. There's just, there's no need to be scared. And so, and a lot of times those, that's the way that you'll, you'll feel this, which is if you read this thing and it causes you to be like, oh my gosh, am I doing something wrong? Red flag. That's a red flag that you're probably reading something or hearing something that's very much rooted in, in, in fear mongering. Um, And this is another one that is kind of goes hand in hand, which is especially when it comes to the, to, to, to news publications, like, like news websites, uh, which is that nutrition studies and science are, are challenging. It's a challenging topic for me because most of, if not all nutrition studies, except especially the newer ones, like there were some that were very well controlled, but are borderline like not humane to do mm-hmm. um, in terms of controlling what people put in their body. But all, most of them are uh, peer reported, which means that you're going to ask somebody what they ate and whether or not they did the things and you're going to, ch- they're going to check the boxes. And then based upon you're taking what they said as face value, which is challenging to do in and of itself. Yeah. Um, the other side of this is that if you haven't noticed, it feels like nutrition studies and sciences are always changing their mind. Eggs are good for you. Eggs are bad for you. If you eat eggs, you will die. If you eat eggs, you'll get cholesterol, which is bad. If you eat eggs, you'll get cholesterol, which is good. And it's very confusing to try and keep up with this. Uh, and this is one of the beautiful things about the, the, the nature of science, which is trying to get at the root of truth. Uh, but when it comes to nutrition studies and nutrition science, as Julie mentioned, everybody is, everybody's individual. There's, there's so many differences between um, between you, between me, between Julie and myself, that it's difficult to make general broad brushstrokes from any one study, let alone multiple studies. Right. But the good news is that most experts who are worth their salt kind of agree, have a, a kind of broad umbrella of agreement on certain nutrition principles. And so that's why we encourage our clients and our listeners and everybody to be the master of you. You tell us what feels good in your body, and then that promotes health in you, and everybody is happy. We love it. The other thing that we're going to hopefully do um, is give you guys some good resources. So these are uh, experts, if you're wanting to follow experts, that you can follow that will do a decent job of distilling the, the nutrition studies and sciences as they come out. Um, they do a decent job of, of uh, like peeling away the onion to give you the kernel of truth, if there is some kernel of truth to be taken from whatever that study might be. Sure. Another theme is that not all advice or information is meant for all people. Um, Everybody has a different narrative and that narrative is unique to them and somebody else's truth can be different than yours. And it does not mean that either truth is one is right and one is wrong. Um, Someone's experience is not the gospel. So um, we just encourage you to focus on yourself, bio-individuality, 
and uh, your experience is valid and matters. Uh, another one is that there's kind of been an obsession with what to eat. These are the good foods. These are the bad foods. Spoiler alert, there's no such thing as good or bad foods. Um, foods vary in quality, of course. But um, we've kind of, as a society, been so focused on what to eat, we've completely neglected how we eat. Are we chewing enough? Are we having complete meals with all three macronutrients? Are we having a vegetable? <laughs> um, are we drinking water? Little things like that. And um, people kind of love the like good food, bad food mentality because it's black and white. And so it can make you feel safe. Oops. I did the good thing. I did the right thing. And there's so many more shades of gray than that. And that kind of mentality is kind of problematic and can harm your overall health in many ways. One way being that we start to get um, into this mentality of if I can't do it perfectly, I just won't do it at all. And you know that kind of adds this shame la like layer to it. it. Or if you partake in a bad food or a good food that makes you a good or bad person, which we're here to tell you there's no morality associated with food. So when Julie says there's no good or bad food, that's basically saying that there's no morality association with food. That morality association is societal. It's in our brain. It's something that you we have learned and we've we've adopted, but it's overall mentally a negative health effect to yourself because you are going to start going down that shame pattern or going down that shame spiral or that guilt pattern or guilt, guilt spiral, which will likely lead to more negative health outcomes than it will to positive health outcomes. Totally. And this is kind of crazy, but how we feel about the food we eat also has an effect on our overall health. We cannot deny that mental health is also tied to physical health. So segueing into our next section is that we know this shit is vulnerable. Um, and people will, will prey on that vulnerability. People will prey on that vulnerability. We're not interested in that. We're interested in being human <laughs> yep. and wearing all of our emotions on our sleeves. Um, so we feel shame for eating, for needing food in the first place. We use food as a coping mechanism, which is not a bad thing. We're going to get there. Um, but shame for having bodily functions, right? <laughs> shame for taking up space. Uh, food is tied to our emotions and tied to our memories. It's a part of our culture. It is culture. It is comfort. It is also fuel. It's all of those things. Society has been real crappy to certain types of people and certain body types. Um, and, you know, we've only seen, especially in the 90s and 2000s, there was one type of body specifically for females that was celebrated or even shown. And so our brains are hardwired to fit in. So that brings up lots of feelings of shame and uh, I don't know, disembodiment and objectification of yourself. Anyways, we just, we don't take that lightly <laughs> and there's no need to be mean to yourself. That judgmental internal voice is going to do more harm than good. But also, of course, it's not as easy as just waving magic wand saying, think happier thoughts. We know that. <laughs> so if that sounds crazy, just hang in there with us. Whatever you're feeling is totally valid. And uh, we'll get there. In general, we love all bodies. We love all people. And um, yeah, we'll dive into more of that gritty good stuff in future episodes. Another theme is that correlation is not causation, which is kind of a big one when it comes to kind of those nutrition studies that we were talking about, or even things in your own life. 
Um, another theme. And, and we'll talk more about correlation and causation. If you're not familiar with those co- those concepts, it's the uh, re- the 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 definition of uh, whether you change a variable if it is correlative with some sort of positive outcome or if it's the cause of some sort of positive or negative health outcome for that matter. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more than that uh, as we talk about studies and sciences uh, in later podcasts or later episodes. Yeah. Another thing, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. <laughs> uh, and with that being the case, it's an adage for a reason. Um, there's a lot of times where it's like, uh, especially YouTube. I find YouTube to be one of these places where they try to capture your attention in the first seven seconds of that advertisement playing, where it's like, which one of these foods is ruining your testosterone? Right. Or <laughs> these three foods scientists re- realize is what is keeping women from losing weight. And any time that they do something like that, there's no one food. Or like uh, there was one recently that was like this one study that was in a German uh, that was so funny. A German library that had never been published. Like they're giving you, they're trying to like say that there's um, some hidden information that nobody knew about until this person discovers it. If you're like, take take a step back and just like look through the lens of like, does that make sense in today's society when there's an internet with access to millions and millions of pieces of information? If you're like, oh yeah, that doesn't make sense. You're probably on that. You probably feel that way for a reason. Totally. Um, another theme, well, just change takes time, whether it's physical change or even mental change, you know, having a different relationship with yourself, a different relationship with food, a different relationship with exercise. Um, change takes time and practice. And we're kind of an impatient culture and generally focused on the destination and not the journey. But spoiler alert. <laughs> Life is a journey. Life is a journey. There is no destination, especially when it comes to fitness and nutrition. Um, I guess, ooh, to get dark, death is the ultimate destination. Technically, no, because death isn't an experience. Now is the experience. Oh, God. We could get really deep with this, but we're not going to. This is just our first (laughs) intro episode. (laughs) Uh, And then lastly, and this is one that's really important to me, which is sustainability is the key. If you are... Uh, experiencing something that you feel like you couldn't experience for a period of time. Like, let's say that this is a, um, you know, you're, you, I've just picked up eating eggs every morning. You're like, I freaking hate eggs. Maybe you're trying to get yourself to like eggs. I don't know. But if you like, you, you give it a go for a week, you give it a go for two weeks, and you're like, I really still hate this. If it's not something that you can see yourself doing every day or at least every week for the rest of your life, likely it's not going to be the most beneficial for you and this doesn't make any difference in terms of what science says or what Mm -hmm. uh you know your your favorite influencers say if it doesn't fit with your life if it doesn't fit with what you consider yourself capable of doing or wanting to do chances are it's probably not going to be the most beneficial to your long-term health outcomes and i feel this way significantly so about nutrition but also about fitness because there's a lot of times people say well i need to do this and my question is why do you need to do that? Why do you feel that you need to do that? Because if you feel that you need to do it because others are telling you, as opposed to you wanting to do it yourself, chances are in a year, you're not going to do it anymore. Because again, these things are, are like the tides. They change all the time. And if you are letting outside influences tell you what you're going to do, it's going to also be very challenging for you to find that thing that you want to do and love to do on a day-to-day basis. Totally. Um And time can be our best friend with those small, sustainable habits compounded over time. So that sustainability part is pretty key. So are you guys getting psyched to listen to our podcast or what? (laughs) 
I'm so excited for you guys to listen to future episodes. I'm excited for you to tell us maybe things that you want to hear. I'm excited for this this little pea pod to grow into something. I think people are going to be excited for our perspective. I think that our perspective is is beneficial and from the people we've talked to is is somewhat unique. Excuse me. <laughs> Bodily our, functions. <laughs> our our perspective is somewhat unique. Um, I mean, and, and from a standpoint of we see things from the through the lens from which we've experienced life, but we've also coached a lot of people who we hear some of these themes being pervasive. I yeah. mean, like I, we, we talk to 30, 40, 50, 60 year olds who these themes have latched on and have taken them on a journey that we're, we're hoping that we can help people avoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're just excited to yeah hear from you and see what, you know, how it grows. Overall, I think, hear me out. I think that nutrition and fitness can be quite simple when and we, fun and fun exploratory and expression of living your life um if we let it be and sometimes if that sounds crazy like we'll get there we're gonna work on you know removing some of those narratives boiling it down and just getting to the simple seed of what we're working on which is just kind of an appreciation for your life and whatever you do um it's sometimes not for everybody some people it is about the fitness they want to be good at the crossfit or the bodybuilding or the weightlifting, and that's great. For probably more people than the other category, it's more about taking care of yourself so you can show up in the things that actually matter to you and that you can live without pain and that you can, you know, have, you know, less disease activity. Um, not that these things cure diseases. That's but a misconception. But your body is your vessel. It's what gets you through the world. It's truly how you experience the world, right? Like your, your brain doesn't experience things without your heart, without your re- respiratory system, without your eyes, without your ears. And, and all of those things literally come from the foods that you eat. Yeah. Yeah. We are in it. You are what you eat. That's like the stupid way of but saying. Like, but like bio, <laughs> literally, it's your energy system. Yeah. yeah it's what your energy you system. literally becomes you. Which is cool. And that can be so exciting to approach it from that lens instead and also realize that our bodies are incredibly resilient and food is our culture and it's tied to all of this, our purpose. So chatting about what what we're going to do on this little podcast, uh, we have our full episodes. We're gonna which do, is going to be like this one. Which is going to be like this one, you know, probably like 40-ish minutes to an hour going a deep dive into whatever topic we got going on. We've we, got. We both like to talk, so it'll probably be in that 30, 30 to sixty minute. We're episode. gonna get better. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna practice. We're learning, like we said. <laughs> um, we have mini sods, which I think if there's just like a hot topic or something we want to touch on that doesn't need forty minutes, we're gonna do. That could be an individual one of us or both of us. Yeah, we might do those separately just to like get more content out there or together. Or to answer your questions. Yeah, or to answer the questions. And lastly, we have this this fun thing that David thought of called walk and talks. Which is basically where we take our microphone on our, you know, iPod or iPod. What is this? 2006? Our iPhones or um, whatever phones we have. And we just kind of have like a, a little brain dump while we're walking on a topic that we care about. No script, no bullet points. And we are going to make those and encourage you to walk with us. So that thing to listen to if you want a friend while you're getting your daily steps in. We can be that little... Uh, that little silly voice in your ear, making you laugh or giving you something insightful or just... Uh, Helping you stay on the course that is learning about yourself, your nutrition, your fitness, um, and yourself. Yeah. 
we we are big fans of walking or just getting steps or movement or maybe an exercise bike if walking is a challenge for you. Keep your eyeballs out for a Patreon that we're working on getting up. We want to have members and we want to give them extra bonus materials. And should we give them a little spoiler on what our next episode is going to be? Sure. Do we know? We do know. <laughs> We've recorded some walk and talks already. Those were easy to pump out. But our first episode is going to be about nutrition. Nutrition for everybody. Two words, everybody. Did, did you just say that our first episode is going to be about nutrition? I would imagine most of our episodes are going to be about nutrition. <laughs> Fitness too. <laughs> but our first episode is going to be very nutrition themed. Sorry. Talking about talking about how we as humans have to interact with the nutritional world. No, our first episode's about 1776. <laughs> what else are we going to talk about? <laughs> we're actually just the first episode, Nutrition and Fitness. After that, we're going to talk about musical theater. <laughs> hey. So we, could talk, we, could do, we could do a full episode of, on that for sure. But uh, this is the concept that we're all humans. And as humans experiencing this thing called life, we have to eat stuff in order to live. And so there's some value to uh, accepting that and then moving past that into how do we do that in the best way that we can feel healthy? How do we do that in the best way that we can feel good about ourselves um, and about the decisions that we're making? Um, and so that's going to be our very first episode. Uh, it's going to be a little bit longer, but it's going to be uh, some some pretty, pretty info-packed. Yeah. I'm super excited. Yeah, me too. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our very first episode. There's probably going to be an outro. Yeah. I'm guessing. Hell yeah. Cool. Right now. See you next time. That's not the episode. That's not, I don't remember the song. Oh, no, no, that's not the song. Um, Shoot, it's... Thanks for listening this week. And be sure to rate and subscribe on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcasts. Let us know what you think and submit questions to beinghumanfitnessandnutrition at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at beinghumanfitnessandnutrition. And if you want to support us or get bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. We are incredibly excited to start this journey with you, and we appreciate any and all support. See you next week.